Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for February 18th, 2022. Despite the Omicron surge and rising mortgage rates, demand for housing remained very strong for January, as seen by solid data for housing starts and existing home sales. Nationwide's chief economist, David Burson, and senior economist, Ben Ayers, share their outlook for the housing market and the overall economy for 2022. And now, here's Ben Ayers. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about the housing market as we get closer towards the uh, ramp up for spring selling season. This week, we got some updated data on both housing starts and existing home sales, which actually did quite well for January. David, can you walk us through the numbers that we got this week and what that tells us uh, preliminarily for the uh, spring selling season? Sure. Let, let me start, though, by a, a quick look at the mortgage markets. So mortgage rates, according to the latest numbers from Freddie Mac, uh, for 30-year fixed rate loans, rose to 3.92% in uh, the middle of February. That's about a full percentage point above where they were as recently as September. So mortgage rates have, have really jumped in a very short amount of time. Has it had any impact on the housing market yet? Well, we got housing starts. And uh, of course, housing starts are related to new home sales. Home builders are not going to build starts to sell unless there are buyers, and they're not going to build starts to rent unless there are going to be renters. Well, housing starts, let me numbers for January, fell a little bit. So they were down uh, by about 4% for January, but still to a, a reasonably strong level of about 1.64 million units annualized pace. Single family starts had a a larger decline. Multifamily starts actually um, were about unchanged. So builders are probably building about as many units as they can right now. So we're going to see months where they go down a little bit, up a little bit, but they can't build more than they, they have in recent months because of shortages of goods, still supply chain problems, shortages of workers, Every business is having problems with that, but home builders uh, are really facing that to, in a significant way. And shortages of buildable lots. Um, there aren't a lot of those. So I was just at the Home Builders Show a week ago, the International Home Builders Show, and got a chance to talk to lots of home builders, and they all said the same thing. They're building as many units as they can. So again, the, the decline that we saw in January is just volatility from month to month. It doesn't reflect any significant downturn in the demand for new homes or the demand for apartments. We also mentioned existing home sales, and uh, they they went up strikingly. So existing home sales went up by almost 7% in January to uh, a level of annualized rate of 6.5 million units, which was the fastest pace of sales since last January. Um, so very strong existing home sales. And what was really surprising there was that sales went up so much, even with the inventory of homes for sale at an all-time low. And so, in fact, that inventory fell even lower in January because of so many people buying homes. So, you know, on balance, the existing home sales number is very strong. The start's a little weaker, but I wouldn't read much into that weakness. You know, one of the big stories, as you already alluded to, is the the supply conditions within the housing market or really the lack thereof. You know, as you just mentioned, sounds like builders are doing just about everything they can, but the shortages continue to be on the existing 
home side. Is there any hope there, David? Are we expecting to get more come on the line? And what does that mean for the market as we look over the rest of 2022? You know, we had hoped that we would see a pickup in existing homes for sale by the end of 2021. And that didn't happen. And in fact, the number of homes for sale went down at the end of 2021 and then down further at the beginning of 2022. What will cause people to put their homes on the market in greater numbers? You know, again, we, we, we had hoped that COVID diminishing would do that. Now, we certainly had the pickup in the Omicron variant in, um, at the end of the year, November, December, and ebbing now in January. So perhaps as Omicron continues to diminish, as it is, thankfully, we will see more people put their homes on the market. But we're not seeing, we're probably not going to see a lot of that. And, and it's still not clear why people are not selling their homes. Now, it may be that in addition to concern about uh, COVID, that they all refinanced their loans in the last year and got mortgage loans that were effectively at the lowest rates ever. And they don't want to give up those mortgage rates, particularly now that, that mortgage rates have gone up. So I think that existing sales are going to be capped by this lack of supply. I'm much less optimistic now than I was, say, a year ago, that we're going to see a meaningful pickup in the number of existing homes for sale. So I think uh, while demand may remain strong, it will be also limited by simply the, the relatively few number of homes on the market. You know, a natural extension off of that, it sounds like the supply conditions, unfortunately, Maybe a little bit better over this year, but not likely to see a meaningful improvement there. Natural extension is what that means for prices. Um, we continue to see, as you mentioned, very strong demand and very low supply, and that's driving up prices very rapidly. The average median sales price of an existing home up more than 15% over the past year as of January, actually down a little bit from where it has been. And many of those other key house price indicators approaching almost 20% on an annual growth rate. Now, David, what's the path that we see for rates? Obviously, this seems pretty unsustainable for house price appreciation, but what do we see for that? And particularly, what does that mean for housing affordability for many of those buyers that are looking for a home out in the market? Well, as you mentioned, Ben, uh, both supply and demand. And you know, we've been talking about supply factors, and I don't see that picking up appreciably. So what happens to house price appreciation going forward in large parts, going to depend upon what happens to housing demand. And housing demand has been very strong. And how do we know that? Because house price gains have been well up to double digits. So we know that demand has exceeded supply. Mortgage rates are rising. That's clearly a negative, at least eventually, a negative for housing demand. We often see a pickup in housing demand as mortgage rates move up initially. People rush into the market to buy homes before perhaps mortgage rates go up even more. That may be part of the reason why we saw existing home sales go up so much for January. Those are contract signings in um, in previous months, um, mostly December. So as mortgage rates started moving up, people may have said, I, I better pull the trigger now. But over the course of the year, what's going to happen to demand? You know, if supply remains constrained, House prices are going to be determined by those demand factors. Well, the job market is pretty darn strong. The economy is looking pretty good. And so that's a very positive thing in terms of, of housing demand. But mortgage rates, as I mentioned before, are up by 
by slightly more than a full percentage point from the fall, or at least the end of the summer and early fall. Still under 4%, but not by much. Our forecast is that long-term rates are going to continue to, to move higher over the course of the year, particularly as the Federal Reserve tightens monetary policy and markets look for the Fed to tighten further. So mortgage rates are going to move higher. And so it's going to come down to a fight between the strong economy and a good job market and higher mortgage rates. Even if the higher mortgage rates went out, and eventually I think they will, there's so much ex excess demand right now that we could see a considerable drop in housing demand and still have housing demand relatively strong relative, that is, to, to the supply of homes. It's a long way of saying, while we think that house price appreciation will slow this year, we still think it's going to be pretty strong, um, not in double digits, perhaps. Um, you know, last year, depending upon the house price measure you looked at, house price gains were close to 20 percent. We think there'll be a little less than half that this year, you know, somewhere in the eight to nine percent range. But historically, that's still very strong and not sustainable over the long run. You know, if you get eight percent, nine percent, ten percent house price gains year after year, pretty soon every dollar of income you have is going to buy a house. And obviously we know that can't occur. So house price gains have to slow. The real question is whether house price gains just slow or whether they go lower. Well, sounds like a pretty good outlook there for homeowners. Maybe, unfortunately, uh, not as much if you're in the prospective market for a home. You know, shifting back to the uh, home construction side of the market, David, you know, lumber prices back in the news, um, closing in on $1,300 per thousand board feet again. So kind of spiking back in the cost for many of the construction components. You, know, you look at appliances, window coverings, floor coverings, all of that up sharply and very much tied to the outlook that we see overall for inflation. You know, what is the outlook that you see for construction costs? Do we see them fading away? And does that help to spur some more construction activity over the next year or so? Well, as with, with many products in the economy, uh, things that go into the construction of homes have been hit pretty hard by supply chain problems. Lumber certainly is one of those. Doesn't help that we have uh, tariffs on Canadian lumber, perhaps from a public policy sense, if you're concerned about inflation and how high house prices, having tariffs on a significant input is, is maybe not the best policy you want, but it helps to, to keep lumber prices high. I think we may see, as supply chains heal over the course of the year, uh, inputs that are in shorter supply right now become easier to get, and that will put some downward pressure on house inputs, the things that go into the construction of homes, but those declines are going to be grudging, and most of those declines will occur over the second half of the year, not the first half of the year. So I think, uh, you know, from a cost side, the things that go into houses are still going to be pretty expensive for a while. And then finally, I just want to get your thoughts. We talked a lot about the, uh, you know, the the primary home market that we think about from a personal standpoint. What about the commercial side? You know, there's a lot of changes in the market. Over the past couple of years, particularly, you know, what do we do with all this office space if so many people are working from home? Any thoughts that you can add at the end here on what we see for the overall commercial construction space? Well, the commercial side of the market is, is very mixed. You, know, you mentioned a lot of people working from home, empty office space. You know, we may be at peak work from home or, or just past that, but many companies are going to continue to have a hybrid work model where people work at home some of the time 
They work in the office some of the time. But what that means is the demand to have workers in office buildings will be less going forward than it was in the past. It may be more than it is right now as COVID goes away and more people work in offices. But it, for the foreseeable future, it's not going back to the way it was. So we're going to continue to see, I think, an oversupply of office space. Now, that office space will be used for other things. There is the economy is doing quite well. So there's there's demand for other sorts of commercial buildings, whether they're stores or uh, for retail or perhaps warehouse space. If you're buying online, you know, the, the goods have to be put somewhere to get out to you. And we're clearly seeing a significant pickup in the demand for warehouse space, for example. So I think uh, certain parts of commercial construction will see pretty good demand, other parts not so good. So in that sense, while the overall demand for commercial construction is probably going to be okay, it's going to be very mixed as opposed to the uh, owner or the uh, residential housing market, where whether you're talking about rental housing or owner-occupied housing, there's going to be pretty good demand right there. Great. Well, thank you for those comments, David. I think we're going to leave it there. Sounds like we're shaping up for a another pretty good year for housing. Obviously, some potential things that we're keeping an eye on, particularly with the supply of homes, the you know rising costs, either for inputs or for the homes themselves, but still shaping up to be a relatively good year for the housing market ahead for 2022. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Ben, and I'd like to thank uh, everybody for listening to us. This podcast is for financial professional use only. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.